mean, uh, the, the uh, some of the titles you got at uh, we got at uh, Sundance and Cannes yeah. were uh, yeah. very noteworthy, and uh, the, we'll be hearing about them uh, come uh, awards time for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Now, uh, now with uh, Birth of a Nation uh, kind of in limbo, uh, yeah. Manchester by the Sea seems to be more and more of a walk. Right. So yeah, I don't think there's any question about Manchester's uh, uh, worthiness as far as the Best Picture nomination, and certainly Casey Affleck's worthiness for Best Actor nomination. But I don't think uh, uh, <clears throat> I don't think that, that the Birth of a Nation's difficulties vis-a-vis Tate Taylor's uh, past, which they're trying to deal with right now, uh, yeah. had any re- reflect. I don't think it had any impact upon uh, Manchester one way or the other. I just know that that's definitely now in limbo as far as whether uh, you know, whether people are going to look past this what is essentially a peripheral issue. It, it, but but well, well, let's talk about that for a second. Do you think it is peripheral that he has a very sad and unfortunate uh, episode at Penn State uh, 17 years ago. Now, the only thing that... You saw The Birth of a Nation, correct? Yes, yes. Now, the only thing in The Birth of a Nation that that, that in any way echoes upon his own life is that the uh, revolt, uh, the 1831 slave revolt led by Nat Turner, is in the film uh, precipitated to some extent uh, by the brutal rape of his wife on the plantation. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and uh, I mean, I think we do share the same thoughts on the film, uh, vis-a-vis the, uh, the quality of it, which is, uh, to me, not very good. I mean, it's, uh, it's well-intentioned. It's got, but, yeah, it's got a good, powerful narrative. I, you, know, you can't deny that yeah. it's a very strong narrative, but I still, I agree with you. I don't think it's... Um, I don't think it's a, that great a film. I think it's all right. You know, it's not. I'm not going to argue how bad it is. I, I just. I thought it was mediocre. Really, I didn't think it was that good. So. I mean, you know, this reminds me. Uh, at uh, Sundance, I saw the film, and uh, I mean, uh, the, the ovation was was momentous. It was. They 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 they, uh, they gave him an ovation uh, even before the movie even started. I remember. And uh, when they just uh, announced him on stage, everyone just uh, started clapping and standing. Uh, so, uh, and, uh, okay, I thought the, the film was okay at, uh, at Sundance. And then um, I remember I, I was interviewing a screenwriter. I'm not going to mention who. Uh, uh, and uh, he, had mention, uh, he had mentioned that he had asked me if I had seen the film. I said, yeah, sure, it's, uh, it's not as good as... Everyone says it is, and then he had seen the film. He agreed with me, and he said, "You know about his past." Uh-huh. And I said, "And uh, really, I maybe I was uh, I was not informed, but I didn't really know that much about about his past." He said, "You know, he the, the, he told me the whole spiel about the uh, the rape case." Yeah, and yeah. and I remember. Uh, Mentioning it to you, uh, it must have been the day before, even the day of. And you said, "Oh, it's past. It's, uh, it's in the book." I thought particularly uh, uh, it was a past thing because yeah. he had been found innocent. He walked away, and he, regardless of the circumstances, I felt: is it really fair to dredge this up? I mean, he got off. I mean, they didn't find him guilty, so is it fair? That's what that was my basic position. I still feel it's peripheral, but it's not peripheral anymore. So that's for sure. Oh no, for sure. Uh, it, it, at the same time, this, uh, Nate Parker, uh, 
the birth of a nation was going to be his star vehicle and he was going to become a star in Hollywood. Yeah, right. Uh, because, because of this film and whether you like it or not, that past will always be there and it will always be there to haunt him. Right. Uh, and, uh, I mean, you know, you knew someone was going to dig it out. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't expect the craziness that happened the last few weeks. I really didn't expect that to happen. Uh, uh, I thought it was going to happen maybe after TIFF when, when, the film gets celebrated and they have just a successful set. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not, it's not even going to Telluride. Well, they decided uh, some time ago not to take it there, but it is big time going to Toronto. It's going to have a very big premiere on the first Friday night of Toronto. And I'd like to see how they manage that with, uh, with uh, the whole controversy happening yeah. and, uh, and what the response is going to be. I mean, I think the response in Toronto is going to dictate a lot where this film is going. Yeah. And uh, I will probably see it again just to see what uh, what the vibe is and what's uh, what's uh, the overall consensus uh, uh, post screening because it, it is a fascinating story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that what happened and, is that the ball really dropped when the incredibly sad news about the victim in this rape case had taken her life in 2012, which I don't think even Nate himself knew until it broke in Variety, um, you know, not that many days ago. And um, once that dropped, I went, oh, my God, you know, I didn't Yeah, know. yeah, um, that, was, uh, th- th- that was basically uh, the beginning of the end uh, for, for Nate Parker, yeah. which, uh, we, which is, uh, uh, we, uh, you know, we, it, that, was, that was, as you said, that was a bombshell we did not expect. Yeah. Yeah. To, to happen and uh, I mean we just thought that the victim wasn't coming out because yeah, she usual reasons, wanted, right. she just wanted it in the books right. no more of that it's, it, 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 it's already yeah. dealt with I don't want to deal with that again yeah. but this, the, the news that came out was just uh, my jaw dropped when I, when I read yeah. uh, you know and uh Really, uh, going back to Sundance, uh, the the two films that really came out of it with the uh, with, with the most recognition and buzz were Birth of a Nation and Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, yep. Uh, one of one of those is a masterpiece. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, it, it looks more and more as if Manchester by the Sea is going to be very very hard to beat in terms of quality this yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I, I have. Uh, as you know, I went to Cannes. I went to Sundance. Yeah. I, I have not seen a better film than than Kenneth uh, Lonergan's uh, yeah. movie. Yeah. The uh, the thing that is I think striking about it, without getting too specific, is that it basically yeah. uh, there's a lot of films that have been made that deal with quote unquote grief recovery. It's almost like a genre into itself. The yeah. the strong and and noteworthy thing about this film, without getting any any plot plot specifics is that this movie has the, 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 the cojones, if you will, to not put a smile on the face of the hero, of the main protagonist at the end. He's, there's no real recovery. And uh, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty noteworthy thing. And he did say that that's what he wanted to try and do. About I wanted to make a movie about somebody who can't quite get past it. He's, he's very flawed, but so are many, many, uh, many of the other characters in the film. Yeah. 
and uh, but I also love the structure of the movie. Yeah, it was back and forth uh, in in time, and that just keeps you on the edge of your seat. And well, by the way, I got to tell you something. I have a friend yeah. who's who was they recently showed it to a friend of mine here in yeah. Los Angeles. And his reaction was, boy, I was getting a little confused there at first. What's going on? He didn't understand the time flip thing. And I said, well, I didn't think, I didn't have any problem with it. Well, I did, he said. Are you sure? Really? So that's what I think. Saying. Yeah, I think it's quite clear uh, that they're going back and forth in time. I mean, they, they, they give you these little clues that, uh, I mean, uh, it's hard not to catch these clues that they, they give you. Yeah. Okay, this is, this is uh, a few years ago. Or, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it, I, I don't think people are going to have a problem with that. Right. Um, and, uh, I mean, right now, it's the, it's the only wow movie we've seen this year. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think I think we should cherish that because uh, mm-hmm. we, might, we might not maybe see another one of that quality. Uh, 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 it, it, because the slate looks... Uh, it, most of the films that are supposed to be the standouts, you, could, you know, I mean, the, the best buzz I've heard of all of them that we have not seen is Barry Jenkins' Moonlight. That, that seems to be something that people are really excited about. I don't. I'm know. looking for. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. 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 But, uh, uh, and we don't even know if uh, Martin Scorsese's uh, Silence is going to come out this year. Wow. And uh, yeah. and, and uh, uh, I. Uh, I just got my uh, fall movie pre- my entertainment weekly fall movie preview issue, yeah. and silence is not mentioned at all. In what publication? Entertainment Weekly. And it's usually a pretty precise, uh, uh, precise uh, fall movie preview that they have every year. But there's no mention of silence whatsoever in that movie, which because, uh, in yeah. that issue, which which. Right. Uh, uh, which strikes me as concerned because uh, we we don't there is no release date right now for that movie. Uh, they're just sitting on it. In other words, they don't feel very enthusiastic about it, and they are not sure, or they would have told Entertainment Weekly to, you know, make a make a point of including it. They are not yeah. sure about bringing it out this year. It might be a February March release. Who knows? Uh, which would uh, which would be similar to what happened to Shutter Islands. Yeah. Uh, it was supposed to come out in the fall, and then they just uh, yeah. wisely brought it to the spring, and it became a hit. Yeah. But uh, and, but I, I uh, the playlist also uh, uh, mentions that the running time for Silence is three hours and fifteen minutes. That's what uh, Chris Tapley tweeted. I heard in the vicinity of three and whittle, and trying to whittle it down, but that doesn't mean, of course, in and of itself, that it wouldn't be releasable. It just means that it's going to be... No, you know. no. But, but as it stands, it's Martin Scorsese's longest narrative feature. Yeah. You don't uh, include the George Harrison uh, yeah. doc or the Bob Dylan doc. So, now, if, you were, uh, if you were Paramount, wouldn't you say to yourself, well, whatever it is, it's going to have a better response amongst the public if uh, a certain amount of your award season community and your critics are praising it at the end of the year and it gets on 10 best lists or whatever and then and, it will. and then bring it out you know late january february whatever uh with that having already happened it seems to me you're it's in a better position it's not it's obviously not a going to be a, a runaway box office uh, success Oh no, it won't. It won't be. I mean, it's it's a three-hour. Uh, from what I sense, it's a meditative. Yeah. Uh, 
a three hour and change movie uh, set in set in uh, uh, in Japan with the samurais and the right. Jesuits. Uh, is there is there potential uh, for box office with that with that setup? Uh, I don't know, but the critics are going to eat it up. Yeah, I, you know, and uh, and uh, also, you know, knowing the, knowing how Scorsese uh, works with uh, with the movies the, that he's released the past uh, decade or so, I mean, he's uh, he's in the editing room with uh, Thelma till the very last minute usually. Yeah. So we'll see. But also, I wonder if New York's gonna gonna want to surprise screen that film. I would love it if they did. It would be a good place to start things off and start start the conversation. Who knows? You know. But uh, but it's supposed to be a fairly close uh, kin of Kundun, and uh, I, for one, was not taken away taken by that film at all. But. Um, he has something in him that that is very um, receptive to, and wants strongly to express a feeling of about spirituality and conflict, and and devotion, and uh, there's you know he's uh, he's got that in him, and it's important for him to say it. And I think at the very least, nobody's going to feel that they they're seeing something insubstantial. It's going to be a a movie that with with feeling and passion and and you know high levels of craft and so on. So. Oh yeah, I mean it's a, it's been a passion project for him for yeah. for many 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 years, and and uh, it's it's Martin Scorsese, right? Mm-hmm. So you you uh, you can't ignore that, and uh, and uh, that, that, that's my most anticipated movie this fall, even though it doesn't have a, a release date. So that that along with the uh, Ang Lee one, uh, Billy Lynn's long to- long halftime walk, which. It's yeah. getting no fest premiere. I think they're just going to go with uh, maybe AFI, if anything. I don't know. There's going to be some sort of special presentation, I think, of Billy Lynn's uh, halftime walk in Telluride, possibly. Some kind of uh, extended uh, product reel footage, something like that. Well, New York had Life of Pi. So yeah. I'm thinking maybe uh, there could be a surprise screening in New York as well. That would be good. That would be good. Everybody would. Yeah. Be, you know. Are you going? Are you going to the New York Film Fest this year? I missed the deadline. I I, I have a feeling that I don't really want to be. Um, you know, it's extremely expensive on top of the expenses already of Telluride in Toronto to be hanging in New York for a week and a half, two weeks. It's a long festival for one thing, and I uh, and I know that whatever is really major that they're going to screen. The tradition has been that they will simultaneously screen it here for Los Angeles. So I don't know that it's vital. As much as I love hanging in New York, it's a it's it's, it's a brutally expensive town to, to hang in. It is. And, uh, it is, and and uh, they have they always have a ton of con uh, titles in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they even picked uh, the Almodovar uh, in their lineup, which is uh, which is uh, very minor. Yeah, it's Pedro a minor Almodovar. Album. Minor Almodovar is, I think, an entirely fair thing to say. It's very well made. You have, you feel the hand of someone who knows exactly how to uh, tell that story, but it doesn't seem to really build in anything that I was very moved, touched by. So it, it's okay, though. I don't. I didn't hate it. It just yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's okay, but there's uh, there's nothing to write home about with this one. Yeah. And uh, uh, it, 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 but uh, top, uh, speaking about Can, actually, uh, I just found that uh, that Aquarius, which I love, that Can is getting a release date. So I'm happy with that one. But uh, 
uh, it's gonna, it's it's coming out this October. That's good. There's still there's still nothing for personal shopper, so we're gonna. Cut and why do you think that is? Why would you imagine that IFC Films, which is distributing it, they have a uh, a film that I would think would uh, attract a lot of the people that were into Kristen Stewart from her uh, from her Twilight days, and it's mm-hmm. and it's uh, genuinely scary and creepy and unnerving, and it's got a certain not universal, but it's certainly got its passionate uh, supporters, yourself among them, myself, uh, yes. several critics in, in England that are not... I mean, it's, it doesn't lack for the pull quotes in the New York Times ads. They've got all that stuff, and they're not even giving it a release date? What are they doing? Uh, I, I personally find it would be a great Halloween release. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it is coming out in the UK and Ireland on uh, Halloween weekend. Yeah. But... Again, nothing. I mean, even uh, his own t- hometown of France, uh, yes, his uh, hometown, uh, home country, uh, is getting it uh, is, uh, in December. So I'm I'm really skeptical as to us getting it uh, for for this year. Yeah. I remember I remember Claude de Sils Maria uh, coming out a year after Cannes. That came out in the, what, the winter or the spring of the following year? Yeah, I think it came out in March or April of uh, the following year. Right. So So they've decided that given the uh, cost of opening a film during fall season, uh, and and they think that based upon the critical reaction, which was partly, you know, ecstatic and partly, nope, don't like it, nope, thumbs down. So it was half and half. It was kind of a split thing. So they don't think they've got uh, uh, the, the, the clamor from the critical community, and they don't think it's going to be enough of an of a, of a audience seller because of the ending that kind of leaves you hanging, right? That's, yes, yes, but uh, I, think, I think the New York, uh, the New York critics are going are gonna to love it. Uh, they, they love anything uh, he does. And, uh, but the ending is, uh, is perfect. It's great. There's a, it, it, it's not your typical horror movie ending, which which to me uh, is very, very good. The, 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 uh, he never goes by any formula in the film. He never goes by oh, uh, by any cliches. He always goes by his own news. And yeah. That's why I love, I love the film so much. I agree. But the, scare, the scares are genuine, but they're also very, very original. And uh, and uh, I think I think uh, a, a lot of critics are going to be surprised how, how good this movie is. Yeah. That's funny uh, that... Um, but I think most people do want to not be, uh, I mean, the movie sort of, in my mind, it, it does an interesting thing, but it, what it really does is sort of evaporates into white. Uh, it doesn't really conclude. You don't have to give me a happy ending. You don't have to give me a sad ending. I just want something that is, uh, so I want to arrive somewhere, and it doesn't seem to arrive anywhere. It just seems to kind of vaporize in front of your eyes at the very end. Oh, he definitely gives you something to chew on at the end. Uh, the the uh, uh, most of the horror movies we see today, uh, I mean, they just explain everything at the end, and that's it. But, I don't think you should uh, call it horror, though. It's not horror. Horror means a certain grand guignol flamboyance, a certain you know blood spillage on the floor, that kind of thing. It's 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 more yeah. it's more creepy, chiller, scary, you know, than horror, right? Yeah, I mean. It, uh, it's definitely a genre movie, but uh, but but yeah, I guess I guess it's too easy to uh, 
to, to, to uh, label it yeah. uh, something because it, it, it's again it's an original vision. There's right. uh, there, I, I've never seen anything like it before. Yeah, uh, and that's the highest praise I can give a movie. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, what do you think of uh, the uh, South Side with You, which is going to be opening not Friday, but I believe Wednesday, right? It opens on the 14th or something. Yeah. So I I thought it from that. I thought it was. It, w- it very much was influenced by uh, Linklater's before uh, before trilogy. Let's explain for those who don't know Southside with you that it's basically about the first date between Barack Obama and Michelle Robinson. Michelle Obama and, um, and Michelle Obama, of course, and she was called Robinson back then. And the uh, the the nub of it is basically it, it begins in the afternoon and it ends in the evening, very much like uh, Linklater's uh, before films. Um, particularly uh, the first date film, which was called Before Sunrise. Sunrise. Yeah. Before Sunrise. Right. Yes. It, it reminded me a lot of the uh, of the of the first film, actually. Uh, the, uh, before Sunrise. That that's definitely the most influenced. Yeah. Uh, before movie that outside uh, with right. you uh, tackles and and uh, it, there's even uh, I mean it, it, it even goes to when they go to watch Do the Right Thing for. Uh, Richard Tan, Tanny, who um, um, they took part in a press weekend last weekend, and I asked if they had at least made overtures. Have they, you know, they certainly are aware of it. They certainly uh, didn't call the production people say we don't like this. I mean, they're 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 definitely down with it. But to his knowledge, as of last weekend, there had been you know no request to see it at the White House, no nothing. So they'll get around to it. I would eventually. I, they're okay with it. And uh, to my know, I can't imagine there's anything in the film that they would have any problems with. Well, the, the director Richard uh, uh, Richard Tanney, yeah, uh, I, uh, he he did a ton of research for this film. He yeah. really, really, uh, from newspaper clips to um, right. to uh, just uh, you know uh, people that were that, that were there mm-hmm. that day. He really, he really tried to fit everything together, and I think he did a beautiful job. Is it as authentic as that first date was? I, I, uh, it, I doubt it. But uh, uh, I, from what I heard, it's around ninety percent. Yeah. Very, very, very accurate. They went there, then they went right. there, then they went to the film. So, so I mean, it's, uh, it, 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 it's uh, a very, very interesting movie to watch uh, at the same time. But it is very lovely. But it's very interesting to to, to, to just uh, just as a movie. It's yeah. uh, it, it's, uh, it, it, it's just a very interesting concept. Here's the one thing that I thought was interesting. It, it got me thinking that uh, I've known Barack Obama in my world since 04, since that speech he gave at the Democratic Convention. Mm-hmm. And um, what I've always, I've always thought of him as, uh, as this eloquent 
kind of X factor politician who's not not uh, very uh, conventional and a little bit of a of a, of a uh, transcendent figure. And uh, I think he uh, has a, he's going to be thought of very high, very highly by history. Uh, in the, in the I think he will. Uh, and, but I've never really thought of him as a black politician. I've always thought of him as an as a African-American who's very... Um, his qualities of his, his eloquence, his, um, his coolness, you know, his, uh, he's never really pressed the black cause in any overt way. I mean, he's obviously been very moved and saddened by the, by the horrible shooting in Charleston and there's been certain, uh, you know, when he did the Reverend Wright speech, you know, the, but he's a, he's a, always been a super eloquent. But I've never thought of him as so much of a, a say, a, a, a African American community spokesperson who happened to be elected. I thought of him as basically a post-racial figure in my mind. Um, as as most people should, as most people should see him. Uh, uh, but but also just the, the coolness, the, yeah. the, 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 because a lot of bad stuff happened during his presidency. I'm not saying in, it, it, it just in the he was just in the world and just yeah. kept his cool. He kept his calm, and he really dealt with a lot of pardon my French. About the only of, the only thing that he. Um said that I can think of during his presidency was that when Trayvon was shot, he said to somebody that if um, that, that he could have been my son, my son would have looked like Trayvon if I had had a son. And uh, that was about the only thing that I, that I can think of that he, that he said as far as his identifying as an as a African-American politician. But here's the thing. The, the movie, interestingly, uh, does not show us the Barack Obama we've all known since '04. And, uh, and before, if you were an Illinois resident when he was senator there, he shows them, the, the whole movie is about the black community in, in Chicago. Yes. It's called The Garden. The Garden is the area that they... I believe it's The Garden, yes. And the, uh, there's one token white couple that shows up in Act 3. And they're very white, and they're, you know, like they don't, yeah. the, the, the white, the older white guy who's a nice guy, an attorney at the firm that Michelle uh, is an employee at, and that Brock is doing a summer internship or some, he's temporarily working there for the summer. And he obviously loves Brock, and he thinks Brock's very cool, and, he, and he's, you know, big smiles and everything. Um, but he, there's one, that one guy says, gee, I didn't really get the ending of Do the Right Thing. Why did he throw the garbage cans through the window? I don't get it. It's so unproductive. I mean, that's such a white guy thing to say, right? But that's all, that's all you see. There are no other people of, of the you know, Caucasian persuasion in the entire film. So it's unusual to think of Barack and Michelle in that context, and I never have. But it is an interesting... And that was a period when, when Barack was still... Uh, you know, dealing with his father, and he hadn't written the book about his father, and all and there were all these identity things were were very much in their head. So it's an appropriate way to take it, but it's but it's okay. So you, you've seen it? I've seen it twice. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you've seen it twice. Okay, yeah. okay. Very talky movie. Yeah. But uh, but the talk is never boring, which which is very important. Right. Yep. And uh, and there's a, there's a lot of uh, nuances in the screenplay as well. Very small little details that make you smile. Right. And uh, it's it, it's just a really really well made date movie. Yeah. Uh, and we don't we don't have enough of them these yeah. days. So let's let's embrace it. <laughs> yeah.
And I thought it was very amusing that there's so much cigarette smoking going on. That he's a, he's a big time cigarette smoker in this thing. Uh, I mean, it's like take it easy with the cigarettes, man. You know, <laughs> when you when you kiss a girl, you don't want to smell like an ashtray. But boy, you know. Anyway. Well, well the times have changed too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, were, there was a lot of more cigarette smoking in the eighties, yeah. late eighties. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, forget about awards talk for this film. It's just a really well-made movie. Uh, but but, but what, uh, is there a chance that, that it, it, it could get some kind of nominations or, or recognition? You never know. It's, it, especially with uh, with uh, Birth of a Nation now, in, as I mentioned before, in Limbo. Uh, you don't know what to make of it right now. I mean, it, 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 you know... Also, we have to mention Loving, which now gets a boost. Uh, the 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 con um, the con film with um, with Joel uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think Joel Edgerton is that much of a standout. I think that that movie is owned by uh, by Ruth Nega. What do you think? No, no. Uh, she she, uh, she delivers the best performance of that movie, and maybe the best female performance that I've seen this year. Yeah. But uh, but uh, at, uh, going back to what I was saying, uh, mm. I I think uh, the movie itself is getting a boost. Uh, it's a good it, movie. It's not a bad movie at all. I didn't have any problems with it, but it's not that good. It's just a, a, a faithful. Uh, it makes you feel the, the the anguish of anybody who would have to deal with they had to do it with 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 these poor guys. Uh, but, you know. but we can we can agree it's far better than uh, Birth of a Nation. It's far uh, better than Birth of and, a Nation. It is. And I and I I, I I know a few people that have seen Loving uh, uh, that are that were really really impressed by it. So there's definitely going to be fans of this film, and I wouldn't put it past uh, it getting a, a best picture nomination. I don't think it's no, good enough, but okay, you know. Yeah, I think I think it could. Yeah, it has a shot now. Mm-hmm. It has a shot now, and uh, but uh, but but Moonlight is is to me. Uh, you, you mentioned it before. That's that's a film that uh, I think is uh, is going to come out strong at these uh, film fests. It's uh, it, it it's premiering at Telluride, I think. Yeah, that's right. That's what I understand. And uh, it's directed by Barry Jenkins. Yeah. Who's Past films have I, I don't know much about his filmography. I think yeah. he's, done, he's he's done a lot of short films, mm-hmm. um, and he had one film in 2008 called Medicine for Melancholy. Okay, which just really didn't uh, didn't get much attention. I right. think it only has 13 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. So mm. he's not he's, he's not a, a, a totally proven uh, director. Yeah, but for, from what we're hearing, it's it's supposed to be very good. Yeah. But uh, but uh, I guess we'll just have to wait. And, and there's a have- there's a very well known uh, aversion amongst um, many people that I know and have spoken to uh, and heard about and read about in the African American community. They're not exactly historically known for being receptive to um, to films about uh, about gay people. I mean, yes. uh, Nate Parker being one person who's not particularly into the idea of playing a gay people, a gay person. At least he said that, allegedly said that in an interview. And I've heard, um, I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't, I would be loath to say homophobic attitudes, but it's certainly not unheard of for homophobia to be 
part of the black community's uh, attitude about gay um, gay people. You're saying this would affect uh, what exactly the, the the film's chances, the box office? Well, certainly the box office, and certainly um, uh, you know the, um, you know I don't know anything about the film other than that here it's very well made and it's very well, uh, and it spans a few effect. decades I think yeah. But I think that there probably is not going to be a huge receptivity to the general subject matter. Forgetting the the how well it's done, which I understand is, is quite good. So who knows? Oh, so so you know you know a few people that have seen it. Yeah. Mm, okay, and uh, and they're and they're saying that it's it's as good as the buzz. Uh... The buzz is very very good, very good. And this is a Brad Pitt uh, Plan B thing also. They were on it from the beginning. So I, there's a lot of respect to the script going way back. Um, well, uh, I mean, they also showed it to some, to a select few. Uh, to my surprise, usually when it's going, when a film is going to be shown at Telluride, they usually don't have uh, any screenings that you hear about. It's supposed to be the first time is Telluride, but they showed it because I guess they like it so much and they know they've got something. So they let some people uh, have a peek at it uh, sometime in early July, mid July. New York. I actually, I actually uh, forgot that uh, the New York Film Fest uh, chose it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and it's an uh, and uh, a twenty four uh, picked it up. Yeah. So, yeah. But they're, they're definitely gonna gonna yeah. push it. Mm -hmm. They're gonna push it, and uh, I look, I look forward to that movie. Yeah. It, it, it sounds ambitious, and it sounds resonant and relevant to to, yeah. to, to right now. Mm -hmm. So so uh, we'll see we'll see what it gives. And uh, I gonna, by the way, I honestly thought you said that Ruth Nega gave the best performance of the Cannes Film Festival for, in your view. Yeah, I think that Kristen Stewart had gave a more riveting performance for me. I mean, I was really knocked out by her in Personal Shopper. I thought that was one of the best things she's ever done, and uh, I, I thought that was just the, 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 the anxiety, the paranoia, the, the unsettled thing. She really knows how to do that really well. I just... she, she, she was great, yeah, and, and uh, after the screening at Cannes, I actually mentioned to, uh, to a friend of mine uh, that I think this was the first time I saw Kristen Stewart carry a movie. Yeah. Because before that, she had a supporting cast, but in this movie, she's basically alone. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, right. the, 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 the there's a whole s uh, a sequence uh, 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 where she's just texting, but it's yeah. so interesting and so fascinating and so well done. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's just texting, and uh, but this is the movie that proves that she can carry just about anything. And yeah. again, we have to remember in Twilight, which is not a good movie. Uh, Course, but uh, it, it, she had all these people. Uh, she had Robert Pattinson, Chloe uh, mm -hmm. she, she had all this. I don't think there's ever been a movie where mm -hmm. she had to carry that she had to carry on her own. And in personal personal shopper, she does that. Yeah, and she does it so magnificently. Yeah, uh, and uh, I do agree. It's a great yeah. performance, and, all, yeah. and also Isabelle Dupere's performance mm -hmm. in L is is uh, must see. It's, it's just out of this world. You just uh, mentioned she, the Paul Verhoeven. Did you just did I just hear you say L or or did I miss L miss here? L L exactly the yeah. Paul Verhoeven. Uh, That's going to be at one of the at Toronto, I believe. No, 
Yes, it's it's it was chosen at Toronto and New York as well. I don't think I think Telluride passed on it because they they don't want too many movies that aren't uh, premieres. Mm -hmm. But uh, and they also passed on Patterson, which uh, I thought was one of the best movies that can. Um, That's one of those uh, unusual films, Patterson, which is a Jim Jarmusch film about a guy who's um, a bus driver, but he's really about poetry and about writing poetry in a little book by hand in his breaks and when he's had some time off on the weekend. It's, it, it doesn't really uh, feel like it's doing much as you're watching it, but the more you watch it, and particularly the more you think about it after it's over, it, it gets better and better the more you think about it. It does, and it was one of my favorite movies at the fest, and uh, and uh, it's to me it was a love letter to to the art of creating. It was it was about it was about uh, uh, art, and yeah, uh, yeah. I mean even 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 uh, his, uh, his, uh, his girlfriend in the movie she's she's an artist, and she just she 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 paints her curtains. She she. Is it okay if I say something about the uh, stuff that she she does uh, tablecloths, curtains, and honestly, I think I'd have permanent indigestion if I lived in a house that had those kind of. <laughs> that was that was pretty awful. That stuff. I'm sorry, man. But it all it, it all matches at the end of the day uh, with, with everything else. I think I think she was obsessed with stripes, black stripes. I, if I remember, I remember a lot of polka dots also. Or, 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 and polka dots, yeah. yes. Yeah. But uh, th that was a very uh, silly but amusing uh, part of the movie. But again, the movie is about arti uh, artists, wanted the artist, yeah. is creating, and uh, and and it's it's a beautiful love letter to that. And uh, I and New York chose it as well. New York chose it. Tip chose it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not always. Uh, I'm not always. Um, into Jim Jarmusch's stuff, but. But uh, this movie definitely impressed me. Uh, he's, he's always been hit and miss with me, hit or miss. But uh, Patterson, look out for that one. Yeah. Yeah. It, it won't win any any Oscars, but but it's it's, it's definitely uh, one of the highlights uh, yeah. of the year for me. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the other thing that I have not seen, and I was actually thinking. Honestly, I wasn't even invited to see it. Really, is the uh, animated film that everybody loves so much? You know, what cool. yeah, uh, and the two strings. It's called, right? Yes. Um, and I, I, I. But have you? Did you get uh, many opportunities to see it press-wise? I was, did not. There was one opportunity that I had yeah. uh, to see it. Uh, I missed. I missed it. It was a. It was a morning. It was a 10 a.m. on this past Wednesday. Right. Uh, but uh, I, I, I just bought a ticket and saw it on on Friday, and it's it, it's visually stunning. Yeah. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not giving anything away, but there's a, 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 a the final shot is is haunting, and and yes, the story does go through some of the usual tropes of animation, yeah. but there is there is something new here, and there is something that is really marvelously uh, uh, surreal about the story that I think is just getting critics to go gaga over it. And uh, I, I think you should give the, the, the movie a chance. I know, I know you're not a big animation fan, right? I despise uh, sitting through animation. I can't stand it, particularly if it's... Uh and it's not out of disrespect for the form. It's just that I sit there and I just can't. It can't. There has to be some people on the planet who are not 
engaged by feature animation. I happen to be one of those people. Uh-huh. My, my, the exception being Waltz with Bashir, which I thought was really um, amazing. Well, that, that was a very adult animated movie, yeah. and it was it was amazing. Yes, yeah. uh, it, but but Kubo has something that I find uh, the Pixar's lack, which is a, a, a cinematic aspect. Yeah. With it's it's very cinematic and. Right. Uh, and, and and you know you you can you can enjoy the movie just from the visuals, which yeah. w- w- which are again just eye popping. Yeah. And and you can you can tell that the the director really yeah really went to precise detail on every frame, which is and and, and it startles and and um, I find that adults would like it more than uh, than kids actually. I, th- I think you should give it a shot. I'm definitely going to see it. I'm, I'm not going to. Yeah. And I did, I just checked when I was talking. I, um, I uh, did get invited to see it on the 16th and 17th. Um, uh, I like to really see things in the evening. So the earliest one was uh, 6.30, and that was on the 17th. And I was, I was actually also inter- uh, invited to the premiere. So I really shouldn't say that I wasn't invited or didn't have enough opportunities. I just... You know, but whatever it, reason and, and, see it. Yeah. and it's a very scary movie too. There's, there's, there's definitely some, uh, some, uh, some scenes that will uh, make you jump okay. out of your seat. But, uh, uh, but uh, again, I mean, the uh, the reviews are just are just. Uh, I mean, I think it's it's in the ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it, it's. Uh, it's a movie that I, I, I don't even know what it did, uh, if it made much money in the box office uh, this uh, this weekend uh, because I just can't see kids uh, enjoying some of the uh, some of the scenes. So, I mean, uh, a lot of the stuff is dark, and I mean, it's from it's from uh, the it's from the uh, studio that gave us uh, Coraline. Okay. Which uh, was a movie marketed for kids, but it really wasn't for kids. I mean, there's it, it's it's uh, Coraline's themes uh, range from like death to uh, depression. Uh, it, it's uh, it, it, it's a, I believe it's called Leica, the studio. Okay. Uh, and uh, they're really starting to change the the uh, animation landscape with uh, with uh, these movies they're releasing, which are to look at, but also just have this resonance in the story and and these layers of metaphors. I I, I don't want to overpraise it before you watch it. But well, a lot of people have uh, have really gone to town on it, so I think I can make myself watch uh, uh, watch it, and uh, at the very least, I'll probably come away with, at the very least, if not affection, I'll certainly. Based on what I've been hearing, most, almost certainly will feel respect for it. So, on that yeah. note, yeah. You're um, you're headed to, to Telluride this year, right? Yes, I'm going to Telluride, and um, I uh, that's actually pretty soon. That's less than two weeks from now. It's uh, it's the first of September. There, uh, I uh, I posted on uh, on uh, my blog today a. Uh, a rough draft list of what we might see 
at Telluride. Uh, what did you say? What was your prediction? Uh, well, well, someone, someone that works uh, that that, that uh, works around the, uh, that area, yeah. uh, who, who has good connections, sent me a uh, list of twenty films. Right. Uh, there aren't many surprises. Uh, there's there, there's the there's Norman, the moderate rise and tragic fall of a New York fixer, which is a Richard Gere movie. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, okay, I think that has a different. You sure it has such a long title? Didn't it have a shorter title before? Uh, it might have just been called Norman, uh, but I'm I'm not too sure. It's the first time I hear about this movie. I know I know about the filmmaker Joseph Seda, who uh, who made this really witty, uh, brilliant Israeli film called Footnotes. Okay. Uh, so this is his first uh, American movie, I believe. Yeah. And. And uh, uh, judging by footnote, I think I think this this has the potential to, to be something. Uh, there's there's Richard Gere. I also understand that they're going to show um, they're going to definitely screen Manchester. My understanding. Yes, yes, uh, I have the list on me here. There's Manchester. There's La La Land. Yeah. There's uh, Arrival. Bleed for this. Uh, the guy who saw that, by the way, wrote in my column that he thought it was really something else, and it's a and it's a ward quality thing, and it's really going to go to town. I said really, okay, because it sounds kind of, from what I, you know, if you read the short story, if you read the comments that I posted from someone who knows the script who has read it, mm-hmm. and, and it just doesn't sound like it's, um, it sounds like it's appealing to people who have half a developed brain and maybe a little education. Yeah. Uh, so it sounds, you know, like something I definitely want to see and I'm looking forward to, but it doesn't sound like it's hugely riveting in terms of um, plot development. It's really about, well, uh, you know. well, the director's Ben Younger, and he, his first feature film was Boiler Room in 2000, which, which was a respectable uh, and uh, right. quite watchable movie, uh, but since then the only other movie he's made, uh, he's done is Prime, which was god awful. It was, it was uh, the one with Uma Thurman, Meryl Streep. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 I believe uh, Streep was a psychoanalyst. Yeah. Or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 so I mean, I have my doubts for Lee for this, but I mean. You know, it, Telluride chose it, and yeah. Toronto cho- chose it. So you never know. Mm-hmm. Never know. Uh, but but uh, as far as I'm concerned, the uh, the director's not proven yeah. anything yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, same thing goes for Denzel Washington. I mean, people are talking fences nonstop, and I understand the appeal of it. I understand that it comes with also the Oscar So White movement from last year, and but. Uh, I mean, Denzel Washington has directed two movies before this one, and one of them is The Great Debaters, yep. the other one's Antoine Fisher. Yep. Uh, I mean, there's nothing to write home about. Well, but he's good at uh, getting, uh, like many actors, he's good at getting uh, uh, performances that you believe in and you can feel relaxed with and, and invest in. So he's, so he does see, but I, I agree with you, he's not... Um, he doesn't seem to have what would be conventionally called a directorial flourish or style. Uh, he's, he's sort of plain spoken in terms of how he directs, but I can I can see it being uh, you know it's a, obviously a very well respected play, and it I know I understand that the play is largely a one set play, 
Mm -hmm. So it's basically dialogue-driven, character-driven. Um, well, the, the, the play was critically acclaimed, and yeah. the film has Viola Davis, which uh, to me is always a plus in any movie. She's she's one of the best actresses around. I think it's going to so, be Viola Davis versus uh, Ruth Negga in the in the best actress uh, category. Yeah, so yeah, like. I can see I can see that happening. Yeah, uh, the, and uh, uh, Viola Davis uh, is is yeah. is due. She's she's great. She, anything she's in, she just blow, right. blows it out of the ballpark. Uh, she, and um, she has the whole movement behind her as well. Yeah. Uh, the whole Oscars uh, so white movement. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, uh, uh, we'll see. I, I, don't, I, I don't think it's particularly up my alley yeah. uh, mm -hmm. fences as far as, as it goes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I can see it being uh, a... Uh, Right. An audience uh, uh, crowd pleaser, but, mm -hmm. but 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 again, Denzel, we'll see we'll see what he can do with it. He's not he's not he's not a natural filmmaker. But I don't think he is. Right. But so where did this uh, list come from again? Just be clear, it's from a person who what just deduced this, put it together in their own head. Where did it come from? This list. This is uh, from someone that lives in Telluride. Uh, that I met there, okay. and that uh, knows enough people to know that uh, what is go uh, what is going and what isn't going. And, okay. uh, I, and the way it worked was I was sending him uh, I was sending him titles, and he was just Got responding it. with yes or no. Now, what, uh, what's the thing with the B side? I don't know a thing about that. Errol Morris's documentary about what? Is yeah. So, so that, that that's supposed to be a Telluride. Yeah. According to him, right. uh, and um, I haven't heard much about it either. Okay, it, it, it's going to be a TIFF. I know that it's going to be a Toronto. Okay, uh, but uh, there's also the uh, the Cannes uh, sensation uh, Neruda, which wasn't even at Cannes. It was at the uh, director's uh, right. director's fortnight. Uh, Interesting that Pablo that, Lorraine, who is the director of Neruda, who's uh, South American and, and who's most recent film is the one about the uh, about the pedophile priest uh, staying in a home. Uh, yes, L L Club. Yeah, I the club. The club. It was called. Yeah. Uh, I thought Neruda was a, was a much better movie than, than uh, the club. I was underwhelmed by the club, but I understand, and I wish I had had a chance to see Neruda. But interestingly enough, the other Pablo Lorraine film of the season. Is, Jackie. is Jackie, which is going to be in Venice as well as Toronto. They're looking yeah. to uh, assemble um, some sort of distribution plan. I, I imagine if I were them, I would want to see it released by the end of the year, if possible, mm -hmm. because I, whatever the film is, uh, whether it's good, great, competent, whatever, it sounds, it certainly looks to be some sort of best actress opportunity for Natalie Portman as people will be paying particular attention to it so maybe you know, you know. well it, it, it's it's definitely a vehicle for Natalie Portman uh, and uh, but but also you you have uh, a, a very competent director at the helm here yeah. and right. an artist right. uh, Neruda I had I had my my uh, I had my qualms about uh, Lorraine uh, until I saw Neruda. Then, uh, the, the, uh, that was mm -hmm. by far the best movie he's right. made thus far in his career. Mm -hmm. And so that, that gives me high hopes for Jackie. 
especially with that cast. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, Natalie Portman and Greta Gerwig. I know you're not a big fan of Greta Gerwig, though. Greta Gerwig is in Jackie, you're saying? Yes. I missed that. Okay. Yeah. I missed that. I can tell you that I read the script, and I've written about this. I read the script way back in 2010, at which point Darren Aronofsky, instead of producing, was going to be directing, and Rachel Weitz, his then-wife, was going to play Jackie Kennedy. And then uh, Daniel Craig uh, entered the picture, and they split up, and they dropped the whole thing. But I, I, as a matter of fact, I happened to run into Rachel Weisz at a Whole Foods in West Hollywood right around the time I had read it, or not long after I had read it, and mine not knowing at the time that they were not, they were kind of downshifting as a couple, she and Darren. I didn't know anything about Daniel Craig, but I said, hey, you know, because I had met her and talked to her, and I said, hey, I read Jackie, it's a good piece, you know, I I think that's, you know, because it is, it's a very well-written piece. I don't know, it doesn't have what you would call a dynamic story because it's really just about getting through the four days of funerals and processions uh, after the shooting of JFK. Right, right. so, so, uh, so just, just to get it clear, uh, it takes place in the, in the following four days after the assassination yeah. of her husband. Right. Okay, okay. That's it. When she gets back to Washington, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, mostly about what, you know, she's, she's not going to given to concerns that it's not safe for her to walk down a street with the other people uh, following the, the, the coffin, that, that kind of thing. She yeah. basically shows, uh, uh, sort of shows um, you know, um, uh, strength and, and determination and class. But it's not, uh, you know, it's just kind of, it's, it's, a, it's a good film, but it's not, it doesn't really tell you anything that you don't know already happened. But it, it does have this feeling this vibe of believability in the, in the same way that certain Aaron Sorkin West Wing episodes felt fairly genuine, you know? It, it, has that it, sounds, it, it sounds theatrical, actually. It sounds like a play. Yeah, yeah. Just like uh, 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 very minimalist. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, uh, that would have been interesting to have uh, Aronofsky uh, direct uh, Portman. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Because they, uh, uh, they they did a great job uh, with Black Swan, and so they have yeah. chemistry going. Right. Well, he was but, he was there the whole time when they were shooting. I know he was got oh, touch, okay. got touched a couple times, and he's uh, he says I don't know, I don't know what we're doing with it, but we're you know, but this is working out pretty nicely, and so you know. The other thing I, I do not know anything about um, amongst this list of Telluride films that you have is I don't know anything about Wakefield, which is directed by Robin Swicord. Do you know anything about that? Toronto just uh, announced, well, a couple of days ago, last week, that they, they have Wakefield. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a, a part of their galas, I believe. It stars Brian Cranston as a man, uh, as a man who uh, goes through a nervous breakdown. Oh, wait a minute. It's about the guy staying in the attic or something and doesn't want to come exactly, out? Exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, he stays in... He, 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 he leaves his wife and, uh, and lives in the attic for several months. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, we can scratch that one. because vehicle this, for Cranston. <laughs> the subject matter alone suggests maybe not uh, terribly engaging. Joseph um, Cedar is the director, as you say, of Norman, The Moderate Rise and Tragic Fall. Yeah. One of him. Uh, Tony Erdman, a lot of people were very high on during can. I couldn't stand it, but I understand why it's showing a Telluride, if that is in fact the case. I wouldn't be surprised 
on my own without reading this list. <clears throat> Do you know anything about Una Bennett Andrews? Because I saw it in a, in a play form with Jeff Daniels. Mm-hmm. I, I, I believe it's another Toronto title. Uh, th- that's the one with Rooney Mara. That's right. Uh, ben Mendelsohn yeah. and Riz, Riz Hamed that we can see right now in uh, the Night Out. Right. Uh, the, the the brilliant brilliant uh, HBO series. Uh, the the, the um, it's about a guy who was visited by a woman who he was he took certain sexual liberties with when she was younger. I think they had an actual relationship. But it was inappropriate, and the age, the age difference, and I think he did time for it because he was... It, the play was called Blackbird. I saw it on 57th Street with Jeff Daniels mm-hmm. three, four years ago, five years ago, something like that. Again, this, this looks very theatrical. I think the whole movie is the, the confrontation. Yeah, mostly. Uh, I have no problem with that, especially if it's... Uh, it's with Rooney Mara, right. uh, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, who really, in my opinion, can't do no wrong in yeah. Uh, yeah. in the movies she's chosen lately. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, again, that's the Telluride title. Mm-hmm. You have to remember, uh, uh, last year they chose Room, and yeah. we ha- we had we had no idea uh, it, it was out of left field. Uh, why did they choose Room? Mm. And then there was just this big awards push, and it yeah. got nominated for an Oscar. So, right. so I mean, they, they do choose their titles very wisely. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want an under-the-radar title, Una is a good one, and yeah. so is Wakefield. So is Wakefield. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. And I, 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 see, I see they also have Moonlight. Uh, I'm just checking the list now. They yeah. have Moonlight as well. I don't know anything about the Francois Ozon film, France. Um, I don't know anything about Gianfranco Rosi's film, Fire at Sea. That's complete. That's uh, that one at uh, at Berlin. Okay. Okay. About, right. uh, yeah, it's about the mm-hmm. uh, these mm-hmm. immigrants that come into uh, this German town. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know much beyond that, right. but it, it won the top prize at Berlin. Right. Okay. So, mm. yeah, and uh, but, but uh, about Tony Erdman, I had, if I remember correctly, you said that you you didn't watch the whole thing, right? I left at the I lasted for two thirds of it. I, I waited and I waited. I, I just got to the point that I couldn't stand it. I mean, I really could not stand the presence of mm. the older character and I uh, the father character who's alter ego or you know imagined uh, you know uh, role that he plays of a of a sort of a psychological counselor, business counselor named Tony Erdman. I just felt it was so passive-aggressive. And I didn't think that however unhappy or constipated or uptight she was in her personal life, she wasn't doing that badly in life. She just needed to maybe breathe a little bit. I don't think she was drowning in need of of radical therapy, which is what her father provides. It's it's unwanted radical therapy. Yes, it does kick things up, and yes, it does allow for some bizarre humor that, that and it does pull out the stops I understand at the end but I couldn't I just said I cannot stand this guy I can't stand it I mean I'll you know so I, I guess here's my golden opportunity to catch it again I'm sure I'm sure you've heard from many people that the last third is, is the peak the yeah. highlight of the movie yeah that's the peak of it yeah. uh, with, with, with uh, three consecutive scenes that are just right. uh, I, I, I really like the movie I, I, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I the last three uh, showstoppers 
I would say I would say the last 40, 45 minutes of the movie, which is probably when you left. Yeah. That's 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 what really got the crowd just going and laughing mm -hmm. hysterically. Uh, I mean, they were before that, but I've never seen uh, a festival crowd mm. just be this engaged in a, uh, this engaged in a movie. It's, right. it, it was a real hit and. Uh, mm. I, I don't even... It, does it have a December release? I believe it has a December release. Sony Classics? They're put, yeah, they're going to push this one. Yeah. They're going to put... Uh, yeah, uh, I, uh, December 25th, so it mm -hmm. has a Christmas Day release. Okay. All right, well, yeah. uh, you know, you don't... One does not have to love everything. Um, and I no. certainly am going to uh, just say, listen, there's just some films that I cannot tolerate, uh, and that's one of them. But I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll watch it again. Or, 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 or let's put it this way. I'll watch the last third again. I don't think I can watch the whole thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's, especially if uh, you despised it as much as, uh, as, uh, <laughs> as you did. Uh, you know, my life will be fine. I'll be okay. I'll survive. I'll have a good, happy, thorough, full life. There, there's all kinds of things that are uh, out there. I don't have to watch Tony Urban. I really don't. I knew that for sure. It's long. It's two hours and forty-five minutes. It is long for, I, for a comedy. Uh, movie, this is more or less. You know. I, I remember. I remember yeah. bumping into Justin Chang at the end of the Cannes uh, 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 screening, and uh, obviously he loved it. And yeah. uh, I, I, I told him. Uh, I mentioned. You, you know, it's two hours and forty-five minutes long. He thought it was. Uh, it was uh, just. Uh, over two hours, he, yeah. wow! It flew, it flew by so so quickly. Mm -hmm. So uh, so teach teach their own, yeah. his own with uh, with the with cinema. And uh, but, but uh, uh, before we go, also uh, La La Land will be uh, uh, screening. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, have you ever heard anything about that one? Yeah, that it's very effective at, at recreating and, uh, you know, kind of reinvigorating uh, a mood and a kind of kind of film, which is very consciously um, a, a, an allusion to the kind of film that that were the musicals that were made in MGM in the early to mid 50s watching the trailer I find uh, I, I I was reminded of Paul Thomas Anderson's punch drunk love and so I don't know if it's gonna have that surreal aspect to, to, to it but I found I felt it was very a lot of the images in that trailer were, were, were dreamy and surreal. I hope it does go in that direction, but uh, mm -hmm. I, I doubt it if you're saying it's inspired by, by those those. Well, I, I didn't really have uh, any anything passed along in terms of how the story unfolds or anything. I just uh, mm. understood that it was, it was a good, smooth, uh, a likable, agreeable uh, uh, kind of you know, visit to that way of making films, that kind of Musical. Um, that's great, though. That's great. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, that kind of movie. Yeah. And, uh, and Stone and uh, Gosling uh, have chemistry to spare, so yeah. Yeah. not worried on, uh, on that front. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. uh, we, we went a whole podcast without mentioning the, the rules don't apply, uh, which uh, is ever since the trailer dropped, everyone kind of, uh, I wouldn't say gave up on that film, but... Uh, well, there's just a natural assumption that a, a film is dealing with what's felt to me like almost Leo McCary-like comedy or, or something that was, uh, uh, it was kind of screwball comedy. <clears throat> and uh, you just assume that a film that is dealing those kind of cards is going to be, you know, it can be good, very good, whatever, but it's not going to be 
uh, sort of, you know, award season material. But, it, you know, it could be, uh, you know, if a thing is well done, the kind of movie it is is not, uh, is not really the thing that it should be judged upon. You know, it does it, if it decides on a certain style and a certain tone, if it delivers in, a, in an expert way on that level, then I think that's fine. You know, it just, it just hasn't been seen. So. Wasn't what I expected. It didn't look like the film that Warren Beatty passionately uh, struggled with. For uh, I, I, I don't know if I should say struggled with, but that that uh, I mean it was a passion project for for quite a few years now for for uh, yeah. Beatty, and it turns out it's a very light affair. And, uh, and the, whatever the film was way back in the early '80s, which is when it was yeah. first, I'm sure that it's uh, it was not anything like what rules don't apply. He, he probably evolved into the idea of doing a kind of a kind of a dramedy, you know, a little bit of a screwball yeah. dramedy, something like that. And, uh, and the poster looks like it's, uh, like it's a murder mystery. I don't know if you've seen the poster, but uh, it doesn't look at all like a, uh, a romantic movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... Uh, that, that will be seen, I understand, sometime. It, they'll, it, you know, it comes out in November. I think that maybe um, possibly the AFI... Fest in Los Angeles yeah. will be the big launch for that. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm also predicting uh, Ang Lee's movie for AFI. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, and and that's that's another big one, the yeah. Ang Lee yeah. movie. Yeah. We, we, we don't we don't really know much about it past uh, its uh, source material and uh, the fact that Ang Lee uh, is one of the great directors around. Mm-hmm. But. Um, a lot, a lot to chew on, a lot, uh, a lot to look forward to. Yeah.